0: The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays, live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. I'm just about that action boss. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, December 2nd, here to discuss the NFL Week 13 Afternoon Games. And joining me to break down the betting card here for the Afternoon Games in NFL Week 13, you know I'm on the voice of the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the WNBA Gambling Podcast the NBA Gambling Podcast, and, of course, here on the NFL Gambling Podcast. It's my main man, Scott, Studio Rochelle. Scott, part two <laughs> here. Um, completely forgot, or I don't know if I forgot to hit the go-live button, but here we are for part two, my man.
1: <laughs> yeah, nice to be back. Uh, we, had 20 minute, <laughs> we, had, we had a 20-minute dress rehearsal there for the first couple games, so now we're ready to roll here for the uh, main event. But looking forward to it. Should be fun. A lot of interesting games on the card, and I'm excited to go through them. Again,
0: yeah, rookie mistake by me not hitting the go live button. So, uh, here we are, like the uh, Scott said, a dress rehearsal for us to uh get through. Uh, We're gonna be sharp, about. I'll
1: tell you that much, for at least yeah. the first couple games.
0: Yeah, 100. Um, yeah, some intriguing matchups for uh the NFL week 13 afternoon window. We've got five games, including the Sunday night football game between the Colts and the Cowboys. Not sure why this wasn't flexed out to put in maybe the Dolphins or the Niners or even the Chiefs and the Bengals, but. Yay! we'll still talk about it we talk about every single game so scott uh let's just dive right into it my man let's get the, the maybe the weakest game on the schedule out of the way uh that's going to be the seattle seahawks visiting the los angeles rams and currently the seahawks are a 7 point road favorite here um against the rams the total is set at 40 and a half in this game and i think the more important part for this game scott It's going to be the injury report for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. They are going to be without their top three guys. Matthew Stafford, he did clear a concussion protocol, but he's already been ruled out with a neck injury uh, for this game, possibly the rest of the season, in my opinion. But also Aaron Donald has been ruled out for this game. He is dealing with an ankle injury. We already know about Cooper Cup. He's going to be probably gone for the rest of the season. Uh, Cam Akers also questionable for this game. He was a non-participant on Thursday with an illness. And we got news before we started recording that John Wolford is going to be the starter instead of Bryce Perkins for this Los Angeles Rams team. Um, Scott, I think not much to maybe say in this game here when you're missing your top three guys. The season is pretty much over for the Los Angeles Rams. Not a lot to play for for the Rams, but the Seahawks here, they're sitting at 6-5. and five. They're still going to be fighting for a playoff position here. Uh, a game that they should come out and take care of business in get the W and move on to next week. But what are your thoughts about this game here?
1: Well, first things first, it was really a disappointing loss for Seattle because they had Vegas, I can't say dead to rights, but they're up seven with like three minutes to go. You win that game off a bye, and you're in a great spot to make the playoffs. I'm not saying it was a lock, but you were in a very, very good spot, and then you ended up blowing it. Uh, A little bit of referee help there because Jacobs, I thought, fumbled, but they ruled forward progress down. So he ended up keeping possession, and the Raiders scored. Still had a drive in overtime, though, didn't score, and now you're basically in must-win territory uh, to keep pace here. And luckily, you're against the Rams, who are one of the least talented rosters remaining in the league because they're missing basically all their players worth a damn. Uh, Stafford, we know, is not playing. They're still missing Cup. You're missing Allen Robinson. You're missing Aaron Donald now. And even your highest-paid remaining player is worth a damn, is Jalen Ramsey. And he's been horrible this year. And I feel like people aren't talking about that enough. Ever since week one, when Josh Allen had a perfect passer rating targeting uh, digs against Ramsey, it really hasn't gotten much better. And Ramsey's really just been a train wreck. So when your best defensive player who's left has been really underwhelming and you're missing every other spot, you're using Wolford, a quarterback who really couldn't move the ball against Arizona a couple weeks ago had a garbage time touchdown at the way end when the game was already over to pad his stats. But they really didn't do much. They can't run the ball. Uh, besides that, I they're fine. I'm joking. They're bad at everything. Like, I'm trying to think of a case to make. It's like a challenge try to say something nice about the Rams. Do you have anything nice to say about this team? Because I think this team is horrible from top to bottom.
0: Uh, can we say that the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing, Scott? <laughs>
1: I guess I, I mean I could say that I like McVeigh's hair. Does that count? Like I don't really have any compliments to give the Rams. They're just a really, really bad football team that I mean their hopes died a couple of weeks ago. They're just playing out the string at this point.
0: Are we sure that Sean McVeigh's not in the concussion protocol after the shot he took last week?
1: Oh, it's either that or a broken jaw. So yeah. it's a fifty fifty shot on either <laughs> one. But still, I mean that that kind of sums up the season, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It really does. Um but, I mean, look, you're off of a Super Bowl. You're missing your top three guys, top four or five guys, if you want to even throw in. I still
1: in. think Stafford was hurt during the offseason. And I think yeah, they completely 100%. just tried to hide it. But you can tell with elbow problems, he didn't yeah. look right all year.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, look, you, you're off the Super Bowl win. It's okay. You're you you you're, you're not going to make the playoffs this year. You know, your guys are going to get some more rest. I, I, I mean, at this point, there's absolutely no reason – for you to play any of those guys for the rest of the season, just because your season is pretty much over. Right. So uh, I think here, if you want to tease the Seahawks down to minus one, I still think they cover the number. here at seven, get in there and take care of business, say 20 to 10 type of finals. I don't know. What do you think here?
1: It's, it's a bit tricky because Seattle's so bad defensively that you're kind of wondering if the Rams can actually move the ball, but the Rams defense, not very good against the pass against the run. They were good mostly because of the fact that you have Aaron Donald. The problem is now you don't. Kenneth Walker has been pretty underwhelming lately. I know he had a couple of touchdowns last week, but the yards per carry has been atrocious Mm -hmm. recently. It would be a nice bounce back spot for him. I mentioned how Ramsey's been terrible this year, so Metcalf might have a good game. But Geno's been good, and even though they lost to the Raiders, they put up a bunch of points. So I know they can move the ball. The Rams really can't, and even though the Raiders are in a good team based on record, they still have weapons. Jacobs has had a great year. You're look, I think he's leading the league in rushing, now that I actually think about it. Uh, you have Devontae was- Adams, who has been phenomenal this year anyway. At least the Raiders have pieces which could pick apart a bad defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell the Rams have at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really not that much. Um- I
1: think Van Jefferson's okay
0: as a three,
1: but he's arguably your one. Like You have serious problems at every position, offensively.
0: Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we're, I think we're going minus seven here for the Seahawks on the under here as well. If you want to tease the Seahawks down to minus one on a six-point leg teaser, you could do that. But do you have anything else for this game or player props? I,
1: I mentioned Van Jefferson. I actually maybe wouldn't mind his receiving yards prop. Okay. I had a massive sweat win on that last week. I had Jefferson at 28.5, and, and he finished with 29. So I got there, barely. <laughs> but at some point, the Rams with Wolford, they're going to have to try to throw the ball, don't they? I, I mean, I just assume they're going to get killed in this game. So game flow should dictate a lot of garbage time stat padding by Wolford again.
0: I mean, even if, yeah, you're right. I think if if Cam Akers is even out for this game, like who's the guy? Because Daryl Henderson's not there anymore. He got Williams, picked up by the Jaguars. You
1: use Williams, you promoted from the practice squad a couple weeks ago as your main running back. Like You don't have anybody.
0: Yeah, you don't. And I don't even see any Rams uh, player props uh, listed. yet. probably waiting for some more injuries to come through. I'm saying
1: Jefferson's number might be somewhere in the 20s, yeah. maybe even low 30s. That's a little bit yeah. too low for a number one receiver. I'd take mm-hmm. the over on that if I want anything good to say about the Rams.
0: Yeah, did Did Allen Robinson play last week?
1: No. Okay. Jefferson went over. in a touchdown catch as well. Uh, but the point yeah. is, I just think the volume alone, I don't think they can run the ball, and we're assuming Seattle's going to score a bunch of points.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Van Jefferson, you're right. Last week, uh, he was the guy that had the most receiving yards for this Rams uh, re- uh, receiving group.
1: And how many passing yards did Perkins have in that game?
0: A uh, Big fat C-note.
1: Okay, so my he point is he had, he had 100 yards and yeah. and Van Jefferson had basically a third of it. So if you're assuming yeah. Wolford in garbage time goes for like 200 or maybe 150 and this number's still at like 30, I think it's a very nice buy low spot for a sneaky price.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'll be interested to see what that number comes out to. Uh, do have a question in the chat from uh Shark, sorry, Sharp Shark. It says does Geno Smith basically have to get injured for him not to win comeback player of the year at this point?
1: I still feel like Brian Robinson has a great chance to win. Yeah, just because of the narrative, right? The narrative, and he's been good. I mean, had yeah, yeah. a receiving touchdown last week. Comeback Player of the Year is really the one of the most difficult awards to actually pick if you don't have a serious star player coming back off an ACL injury or something like that because yeah. it's all narrative based. Yeah. and Robinson's been good. He got shot and he came back after about four weeks. Yeah Gino would be like a very good candidate, but was he even injured last year? Or was he just bad? Like I would vote for him to win Most Improved. Like I don't know if he's, you know, he doesn't fit the narrative build for comeback. Besides the fact that he just had himself a career year.
0: Yeah, like for comeback player of the year, it's like it's narrative. Like it's injury injury based usually. Injury based, and I think you know the year that I made the most money on comeback player of the year was when Alex Smith. Alex
1: Smith, it was free money.
0: Yeah, and right now, Geno Smith. What I'm seeing currently, he's minus three hundred for comeback player of the year right now. Um, I don't even see Brian Robinson listed on this um, on this book that I'm looking out for. Whatever reason, uh, Saquon Barkley is plus 190. He's coming off the ACL, right? So
1: based on the odds, you can argue that's the case for Geno. But once again, the reason why Alex Smith won is because he almost had his leg amputated and yeah. he ended up winning a bunch of games for Washington. Like there's a narrative built in. Geno's is a great story, but my question for you is this: Let's say Seattle does not make the playoffs. Let's mm-hmm. say Seattle goes eight and nine. Do you yeah. still give the award to Gino even though you didn't make the playoffs? No. I don't know if Barkley's going to make the playoffs either.
0: Yeah. And then and let's just say the I think one of, I think you and I talked about this last week that one of Giants or the Commanders are going to make the playoffs.
1: I think it's the Commanders.
0: Yeah. And if if Commanders make the playoffs, uh, Coach of the Year, it's not going to be Riverboat Ron. You have to give some type of award. Wouldn't it just be Brian Robinson just coming back from getting shot? Helping this team get into, and the he's been playoff.
1: valuable. It's not like he was just showing yeah. up to collect checks. Like no, he's actually been a a steady piece. He's the main running back on that team. Yeah, you're right. You don't have a price um, there, else in game? I, I was just saying for narrative. If you can find a price on Robinson and it's above like four to one, sure, the narrative's there. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll try to dig around for that. Hopefully, I can get that uh, maybe another book has that price up, but um, the one I'm looking at for. Maybe for whatever reason doesn't have that up, but hopefully I can dig that up. All right, uh, let's get over to the next game of the night or for the afternoon. Probably one of the games of the week here. Sure. One of two at least. And that's going to be the Miami Dolphins headed to the West Coast to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this line opened up minus four and a half in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. That number has now been bet down to minus four. Uh, for the San Francisco 49ers total opened up at 46. Um, that number has now been bet up to 46 and a half for the San Francisco. Oh, sorry for this game as far as the total and looking at the injury report. I think this is another game that we have to talk about it. You're Scott and especially for the Miami Dolphins where they are going to be down two offensive linemen and tackles. In this game, Austin Jackson has already been officially ruled out. Uh, for this game, Mike McDaniel already came out and said that he is going to be missing this game for the Miami Dolphins. And the other name for the Miami Dolphins offensive line, uh, Teron Armstead, he's dealing with a pectoral injury. Has a chance to play according to head coach Mike McDaniel, but I think uh, I don't think he'll be able to go because pectorals are, you know, those injuries are, those aren't, I'll say that much. Um, and then looking at it for the San Francisco 49ers, some good news for them. They're gonna get our, our Armstead back on that defensive line. Uh, some more firepower. Tebo Samuel, this officially listed as questionable. He has a quad injury, but he did return to practice on Friday. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was another significant name that did not or went down uh as a limited participant on Thursday, but I think we on Friday here, he was a participant for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So they should have their main guys out there. And we know about the news about Elijah Mitchell. He's going to be missing the next six to eight weeks uh, for this San Francisco 49ers team here, Scott. But um, for this game, let's start with the side here. Minus four in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. What do you think?
1: For me, I'm going to go ahead and take the Niners. I think that it's going to be a massive public sharp divide. I think the public will be all over Miami. Because they've scored a bunch of points and people find them entertaining. They've won a couple games in a row. And the Sharps are going to be all over the Niners, and I'm going to take the Niners as well. There's just too many concerns in the offensive line for Miami. And you're looking at how the offense did once both offensive linemen were out at the same time last week. They were up 30 to nothing, but we saw Tua get rolled up on in that red zone situation at the end of the first half when it was 27 to nothing. They kicked a the field goal and then did not score again in the entire second half against Houston. And Houston's right. defense stinks. Like they're a really bad unit. Stingley was still out. They couldn't stop anybody. But Miami scored 23 offensive points and a defensive touchdown in there. And then they just shut it down. And they benched Tua for the final quarter or so. I'm not sure how much of that was fully to keep him healthy because they don't trust the offensive line or... He maybe got injured a little bit when he got rolled up on, and they wanted to be safe. But either way, I have serious concerns about Miami's offense because they're facing off against a much better defense than they faced recently. And you're going through Miami's last couple of games. They beat Pittsburgh, scored 16 points. Good win. You still only scored 16 points. You beat the likes of the Bears, the Lions, the Browns, and the Texans. Those are three of the bottom four defenses in the league, and you got Cleveland who's in the bottom 10. You have really faced no good defenses for about a month, and now you face off against arguably either San Francisco or Denver, the best defense in the league, missing two tackles, having to deal with Bosa and maybe Armstead for the Niners coming back into action. Yeah, I think Miami's got a lot of problems in this game. I'm going to take the Niners.
0: Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of quick passing for the uh, Dolphins and Tua in this game, and I know he has been one of the quarterbacks that has been getting the ball out fairly quickly, but... Like you mentioned, you are going up against one of the best defenses in the entire football league. Uh, I think when they're fully healthy, I know they're missing a lot of guys in their secondary. I think the San Francisco 49ers are the best defense. And no disrespect to Denver, they've been incredible this season as well. Um, but I think the San Francisco 49ers team is just on another level right now. They haven't allowed a single point in four straight games to their opponents in the second half um, in that span. So I think that's something you have to tip your hat or your cap to, to this 49ers defense. Um, and then looking at it on the offensive side, look, Debo Samuel should be able to go in this game for the San Francisco 49ers. He did return to practice on Friday. You have also Christian McCaffrey that should be able to go in this game as well. That
1: was the big news because he was questionable throughout the entire week, but I believe he logged the full practice on Friday. So he's guaranteed yeah. to play.
0: Yeah. And that, yeah, that's just good news for them. So, um, you know, for me, I'm looking at it and there's just a couple trends and stats that we can look at for Tua that when he goes on the road, he doesn't cover or he's the low 500 covering the spread um, Where versus where he's in South Beach. He covers the spread as a starting quarterback. So you take a look at the numbers um, at home, 12 and four against the spread on the road, six, seven and one against spread in his career. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do like the Niners in this game. You're right. I think a lot of the public is going to be on the Miami dolphins here. Um, as far as the total here, Scott, a couple more trends to maybe throw out there: dolphins five and one to the under at home four and one to the, uh, four and one to the over on the road so far this year. But what do you think about the total here at 46 and a half?
1: I like the under. Uh, The Niners have been amazing in the second half. They haven't allowed a point in – I forgot how many weeks in a row at this point. Four weeks in a row. Four weeks in a row and no points. That's absolutely insane. But I'm going to go with the under. I mentioned how Miami's offense has been a little bit overrated because of the awful defenses they faced lately. So I do think Mm -hmm. that the public perception might be a little bit off with this team, and I expect some regression. But the offensive tackles being out are big because Bosa is going to potentially just get after Tua several times. Same thing with Armstead. And the defense is incredible. They didn't allow any points last week. So the Niners, on the other hand, I know Miami's defense is not very good. They still have some talented players. They still have Xavier Howard. They have a couple of people there who could make big plays. But the point is, Garoppolo still cannot throw the ball down the actual sidelines. He has to go through the middle of the field. And the yeah. fact that the Niners have to be very conservative with the play calling, and I'm going to compare it a little bit to New England, because you're looking at Mac Jones and you basically acknowledge every pass is going to be within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. It's the same thing with the Niners. Every pass is full on West Coast system. We're going to chuck it down in the flats, keep it short, and move the chains. That drains a bunch of clock. Yeah. And they might settle for a bunch of potential red zone field goals, et cetera. I love the under. I just think that this line's way too high.
0: Yeah, I think if you are going to play an over in this game, it probably has to be in that first half because, like we mentioned, that. Um, The Niners have not allowed a single point in the last four weeks to their opponent in that second half. So right now I'm seeing that 23. I may play the over on that. I'm going to dig into it a little more. But um, yeah, full game, I would probably go with the under the full game. Uh, Any player props you're looking at in this game, Scott? For me, I am going to have to
1: wait a little bit because I don't see any McCaffrey lines. I like McCaffrey receiving yards in this game. He's going to get at least 80% of the snap share. He, full practice, he should play a lot. Mitchell, once again, out for about two months. They have Jordan Mason now as their backup, who has basically been a non-factor. He's the garbage time running back. I don't think he's going to get many much run in this spot. But for actual props here, uh, Bosa sack, if you can find it. I mean, he's been incredible. He's had a sack in several weeks in a row. He's just been unstoppable. But... Mm-hmm. 2 interception maybe might be a sneaky play if you think that he might force one into coverage when he's being pressured. But for props, I really don't see much. Maybe Robbie Gould field goals, because I think the Niners can move the ball on this team. I'm just not sure if they can actually finish off drives. Yep. But I don't really have much for this. You?
0: Yeah, I was on McCaffrey receiving yards last week. Uh, it didn't get there. Uh, but I'll probably go back to that this week. I'm trying to see if they have... Because um, Miami's good against the like, run,
1: so I think he'll be involved yeah. in some capacity in the passing game. Uh,
0: no defensive props up yet, um, and again, no Niners player props up yet either, but yeah, look, McCaffrey has kind of been that security blanket uh, for this uh, Niners team ever since he came over, and like you mentioned, they dink it, dunk it whether it's 10, 15 yards in flats or, or in the middle of the field, and CMC has really been the the beneficiary of that. Last week, uh, he had, let's see here. He finished up with four receptions, but it was only resulted in 17 yards. But prior to that, 67 receiving yards, 39, 55, 24 since he came over to this 49ers team. Um, so yeah, maybe something to look at there. Love your call about the Bosa uh, sack as well. I think that the, the defensive line should be able to get Two, uh, two in this game, especially being down, possibly one lineman for sure, possibly two, uh, for the Miami Dolphins.
1: The only concern is that two is a lefty, so he's going to be staring at Bosa when he's coming around the edge every time instead of the blind side. But still, I think that Bosa should get to him. I see a question from Shark though asking where the sharp money on the AFC East is. I think it has to be on Miami, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I think Buffalo is probably going to win the division, but based yeah. on where the value is, I think it's got to be Miami because in addition to being neck and neck with Buffalo, they already won the first head-to-head meeting. Mm-hmm. So if Miami potentially goes into Buffalo, purely hypothetical, if they go into Buffalo and they win, then they have the tiebreaker. So I think that if you want to talk about where the value is, it would be Miami, if I had to guess.
0: You? Yeah. Um, it, the, obviously, you're not going to lay a minus 300 price. Uh, no. but I think yeah, Buffalo's going to win the division. Be-
1: but if you're talking about value, I yeah. think the value is on Miami.
0: Yeah, and the thing is also that the Jets and Miami have a top 10 most difficult schedule remaining in the entire NFL. They have games against the Bills to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Niners this week, like we're talking about, still have the Jets. They still have the Chargers, and they still have the Patriots as well. Um, so, I mean, all all of these teams in the AFC East have a top, let's say top 15 most difficult schedule. Um, yeah.
1: Anything else for this game, Scott? No, not really. And it's going to wrap it up.
0: All right. Uh, before we get over to the next game of the day, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. and That's going to be WinBet. And if you're ready to win money and ready to boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the assignment of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. With win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same-game parlay, WinBet is your home where with their WinBet, build your own bet, letting you customize the bet of you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now win WinBet. And WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, Bet 100 to Win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we send you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbed.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where play-through winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Scott, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. Let's go to. um. Let's go over to Vegas where the Las Vegas Raiders are going to welcome the Los Angeles Chargers to town. AFC West matchup here between these two teams. And looking at the opening line for this game, this line opened up in favor of the Chargers, I believe. Yeah, minus three. That number has come all the way down to now a pick'em over on win bet still see some minus ones now out there for the raiders uh total opened up at 49 and a half that is also currently at 49 and a half over on win bet total on some other books is up to 50 in this game um looking at the injury reports to start with the los angeles chargers uh mike williams wide receiver has been officially ruled out for this game against the raiders uh, Corey Lindsley, their center, is also out. Uh, Joey Bosa, we know, has been put on the IR. Um, there may be still some time before he even is able to return to practice for the uh, defense, uh, for the Chargers. Um, other than that, pretty clean injury report. Looking at it for the Las Vegas Raiders here. Uh, for the Raiders, let me see here. Um Let's see. Josh Jacobs is officially questionable for this game. He was limited at practice on Thursday. He's sitting with a calf injury, um, and that is pretty much it. Denzel Perriman is also on the injury report. He's questionable for the defense for this Las Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders team. Both of these teams coming off of W's last week. Uh, We talked about the Raiders earlier. They got the overtime victory and a questionable call by the referees, stopping the progress of Josh Josh Jacobs. Uh, In that game, they get the victory there over the Seattle Seahawks. And the Chargers rolling the dice, going for two against the Cardinals. It paid off for them. They got the victory 25-24 over the Arizona Cardinals. And now these two two teams go head-to-head here in Vegas Let's call it a pick 'em here, Scott. Which way are you leaning for this game?
1: Uh, for me, I'm just going to expect the unexpected between these teams because both these teams are psycho teams. I like the over. I'm just going to go with the total in this one. <laughs> I don't trust either defense. I think you'll see points. But I do think at the end of the day, you're going to end up seeing a spot where both offenses should have a lot of success because the Chargers' defense isn't exactly good. Meanwhile, you're looking at the uh, Raiders' defense, and they stink. So I expect to see points here, a shootout between Herbert and Carr. I like the over. I think you'll see points. If I had to lean to any side, I'd lean Raiders, but I really don't feel great about it. This game's going to be a one-possession game late. We kind of just see it already. I'm going to go with the over.
0: Yeah, I think Justin just has had a lot of great success against this uh, Raiders defense, and rightfully so, because they just have not been very good. Uh, Since he's entered the league, he's played this team five times. He's throwing for 200 and let's call it 79 because that's he's throwing for 280 79 yards or more in four other five games. One game he only threw for 222. He's throwing for let's see nine 13 touchdowns in those five games to one interception for Justin Herbert. I think just having you know Keenan Allen on the field just makes a huge difference for him, obviously. Uh, when you have your best receiver out there. Unfortunately, they won't have Mike Williams, but the other guys have stepped up for this team. DeAndre Carter, Joshua Palmer, um, Austin Eckler has been healthy as well. He's been playing great football for them. And you take a look at the Raiders. You know, everybody thought that they would just cave uh and just call it a season just because they've been so bad and the coaching has just been so bad with Josh McDaniels as the head coach. But give them credit. You know, their last two weeks, they've gotten W's. They went into Denver forced that game to go into overtime, got the victory there, 22-16. Same thing last week, forced to overtime, got into overtime, they got the victory there as well. So they're coming off of two straight overtime victories here, Scott. Um, if I had to pick a side, I think this is another great teaser leg option if you want to tease up the Raiders or if you want to tease up the Chargers with the Seattle Seahawks, I think that's a great pairing. Um, I agree with you about the over. If you had a gun to your head, which, would you, which side would you take here?
1: I want to pick the Raiders. Uh, for Sorry. fun, game goes to overtime. Raiders only win <laughs> games in overtime, apparently. But, yeah, apparently. I mean, the Chargers, the, they were the much better team against the Cardinals, and they basically no-showed the start. They ended up coming back from behind. We both think Arizona stinks. Like We think Seattle's okay. Yeah. Oh, the Raiders went into Seattle and won with Seattle off a of bye. I'm more impressed by that when then the Chargers needing to come from behind in order to beat the Arizona Cardinals that we think are terrible. Mm -hmm. I'll lean Raiders. And the fact that money's come in on the Raiders, I think feels a bit sharp. I'll I'll go with that side.
0: Yeah. I think all four of their games so far this season at home have gone over the total. Um, The game against the Cardinals earlier this year, 29, 23 against the Denver Broncos, 32 to 23, uh, against the Texans, 38-20, to and then their last home game, which did get over the total against the Colts. That was that first game with Jeff Saturday as a head coach, 25-20. Uh, that got over the total as well. So, yeah, I think the offense should be all full of display. Weather's not a factor, you're in a dome. Justin Herbert has plenty of success against his team. Uh, Love the over at 40, let's call it 49 and a half right now. Um, see the official number over on win bet. Uh, yeah, 49 and a half, so I do like that. Um, any player props you looking at in this game, Scott?
1: I'm not taking unders. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> Josh Jacobs will be the most common prop, which I have to like the over on because the Chargers can't stop the run. Uh, Adams might have a good game. I'm trying to think of the weapons that the Chargers even have. They kind of just find a way anyway. Uh, I mean, do you want to make a case for Palmer or somebody like that? I was going to mention Palmer. But I just see points. Like I, I just feel like overs are probably the way to go. In this one,
0: yeah, Palmer's number is listed at 55 and a half. Um, Keenan Allen's at 65 and a half. Austin Eckler, 46 and a half. I want kind of want to see how Austin Eckler has done against this Raiders team quickly before we get over to the next game. Um, Eckler, eh, not much. You probably have to go. I just hate the way bars. the Chargers use him. yeah. Like he's yeah, clearly agree.
1: their best player. Like, I, I don't know yeah. how you don't give him blindly 20-something touches a game. Yeah. But.
0: Uh and then Palmer, he's been pretty involved in the offense for the Chargers. Uh, let's see here. 56 yards last week, 106 against the Chiefs, 44 against the Niners, 106 against the Falcons, and then 57 against the Denver Broncos. So if you want to look at maybe entertaining his, I think I said 55 and a half. Yeah, for Joshua Palmer, that might be worth a look. Uh, anything else for this game, Scott?
1: No, I just expect chaos.
0: All right. Uh, over to probably the game of the week. That's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs headed to Cincinnati. to take on the Bengals uh, a repeat of not only two previous matchups um, in Joe Burrow's career, but also a playoff matchup uh, rematch here between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Currently, the Chiefs are a two-point favorite here on the road. Uh, total is sitting at 52.5 in this game. Um, the line actually opened up minus 2.5 in favor of the Chiefs. That's been bent down to minus 2.5. Starting to see some minus twos, even minus 1.5 starting to pop up. Uh, Total open up at 51. Like I mentioned, that's up to 52 and a half, all the way up to 53. Uh, Let's check the injury report for both of these teams. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs here, the road team. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is officially questionable for this game. Did return to practice. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Kadarius Toney did not practice on Friday. He's dealing with a hamstring injury as well. Uh, For the home team here, the Cincinnati Bengals. Jamar Chase is going to be playing in this game. I did see a note that came across. Uh and I think Joe Mixon should be get, uh, back for this game as well. I know he was in concussion protocol, uh but I, I did see a note that he should be back for this game for the can- uh sorry for the Cincinnati uh Bengals here. But Scott, uh let's start with the side here uh, minus 2 right now for the Kansas City Chiefs. What are you thinking about this game?
1: This one's really really tricky because from what we can gather from the two meetings last season, He's gonna come down to the final possession. <laughs> like I just I think this yeah. game's gonna be very, very close. I still can't fully understand what the hell happened to the Chiefs in the second half of the AFC title game last year. But yeah. you know, the homes forgot how to play football, I guess, and the Bengals ended up winning. But oh boy. It's really such a tough call because you're getting chase back. I'm not sure how healthy he's gonna be. Uh Mixon's supposed to be back, which helps. Oh boy. <laughs> this is tough. You know what I mean? Like this is this is tough. This is really, really tough. Based on the line alone, it feels like the Bangles are gonna be the sharp side. Yeah. I think I'll lean Bangles, but I really don't feel great about it.
0: Yeah, I I think this is the Bangles game. I think like this is like the ultimate like get up spot in it. Like for the Bengals, like, they need this game too, right? Like, you're in that AFC North battle with the Baltimore Ravens, right? And even if they don't get the division, you're still fighting for a playoff spot Uh, because, again, we talked about the AFC East who has teams that are winning with the Jets, the, the, the Jets, the Patriots. I don't – Patriots probably out of it now, but the Bills and the Dolphins. I think all these teams have big games this week against quality opponents and – I, again, Joe Burrow, he's two and zero against the spread. I mean, again, a very very small sample, but when it comes to these big games, like Joe Burrow has that it factor, you know. And I, I think that the crowd should be electric in this game when you're welcoming in the Kansas City Chiefs. It's always a fun environment uh, for any team when they're bringing in the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But you no, know, I think that having Jamar Chase back, it's big for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I think they have. I think they have the better weapons, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon should be get back for this game as well. Um, I like I like the I like the Bengals here. I think they come out here and take care of business. I think you'll see a big game from Joe Burrow in that game last season. 30 of 39, 446 yards, four touchdowns uh, in that regular season game. And then in the playoffs, uh Joe Burrow, AFC championship game. 23 of 38, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Did throw one pick in that game, but I think big game Joe Burrow should show up in this game against the Chiefs here, Scott.
1: Yeah, the thing is, you're expecting a shootout between Burrow and Mahomes. They're both going to try to outdo each other. So I like the over in this game. But this line does feel so short that I feel like it's kind of daring you to take Kansas City. Yeah, And when the books are daring you to take Kansas City and Mahomes... I'm just not going to do it (laughs) because why the hell would they ever dare you to take Mahomes? Uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati, but I really don't feel great about it either.
0: Uh, Yeah, I agree with you about the total there as well. Uh, I was trying to look up – I know Jamar Chase hasn't officially ruled in, but it seems like he's on track to play this week. I was trying to look up his – You want to guess the
1: snap down for him, by the way?
0: (sighs) He's he's missed what, five weeks or four weeks?
1: Uh, About a month, but saying like what, six – maybe – 60% Sixty percent, maybe.
0: I would go, yeah, sixty to sixty-five percent would be my guess. I'll take Higgins props. Yeah, T. Higgins. I think he should have a big game. Um, he's plus one fifteen for any time touchdown is T. Higgins. Uh, let's you see.
1: Take the passing yards for both quarterbacks and just expect I mean, them to just outdo each other.
0: Yeah, and that was that was the next thing I was going to look up here. Uh, let's see, Joe Burrow or even Joe Burrow just like passing attempts. I think like I don't think they're going to be running the football a lot in this game. Uh, let's see. Joe Burrow's at 297 and a half as far as passing yards and Patrick Mahomes, 308 and a half. So I think the books kind of know we're just expecting a huge shootout here.
1: Yeah, I think there will be a shootout, so I'm in. Yeah.
0: Uh, anything else for this game, Scott?
1: Uh, no. I just expect points, and I'll probably be eating some popcorn.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, let's get over to the last game of the night. That's going to be the Sunday night football game. Between the Indianapolis Colts and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Dallas Cowboys of minus nine and a half. That number has now been bet up to ten and a half in favor of the Cowboys. Total opened up at 45. That number has been bet down to 44 and a half here um, over on win bet. Uh, looking at the injury report, let's start with the road team here, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Kenny Moore, cornerback, has been ruled out for this game. He's dealing with a shin injury, and and we already know about Shaquille Leonard. He's already on IR way back when, so nothing else for this Colts team. Uh, Looking at it for the Dallas Cowboys, I think they have a pretty clean injury report as well. Uh, Just to double-check here, Michael Gallup is dealing with an illness, but he is expected to play in this game against the Colts. Uh, Trevon Diggs also dealing with an illness. He didn't practice on Thursday And Anthony Barr, linebacker, was dealing with a hamstring issue, but is likely to return Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. Scott, this uh, defensive line led by Parsons is probably going to have their hand – or the offensive line is going to have their hands full here with uh, this defensive line of the Dallas Cowboys. But 10.5 here for the Dallas Cowboys. You're expecting the roll here, or do you expect the Colts to keep this one competitive?
1: So it's a bit tricky to immediately assume the Cowboys are going to roll because we've seen them struggle as huge favorites to actually cover in the past. It's really a great spot for Dallas. Played on Thanksgiving, extra time off. Colts are coming off a Monday night game, so it's a massive rest advantage. And we saw Matt Ryan on prime time. I, I mean, the fact that he's still a starting quarterback is uh, incredible to me. But the point is, he's not any good, and he couldn't move the ball against Pittsburgh. I think that with Parsons and with Lawrence and that Indianapolis offensive line, whatever you want to call it, I just think the Colts are going to have a really hard time in pass protection. Now, Taylor could have a good game. Uh, We know that the Cowboys against the run are not great, but I really just think the Cowboys have such an advantage on the defensive line compared to the Colts' offensive line Mm -hmm. that I think that a statue back there with Ryan's going to have serious problems moving the ball. Give me the Cowboys. I want to make a case for the Colts. The rest advantage is huge. They're back in Jerry World. I think the Colts get steamrolled. If I'm being honest,
0: yeah, I think this is going to be one of those like 27 to 10 type of games, Mm -hmm. 28 10 type of games. I just think that the offensive line, uh, like you mentioned, is going to struggle against this pass rush of the um, the Dallas Cowboys. And again, yeah, and I also think that for um, Matt Ryan. I don't think he'll have a lot of success in this game. They will be playing from behind. I know that, but maybe we we'll see a big Jonathan Taylor game if they want to get the running game going. I don't know. I haven't checked the stats, how good the Cowboys rush defense is, but I, I it's feel not like particularly might, good. Yeah, so I think you may see a lot of Jonathan Taylor in this game. Uh, let's see here. Opponent rushing yards per game. Dallas is number 24. They're giving up about 132 yards per game and opponent yards per rush attempt. The Dallas Cowboys are, let's see here, uh, number 25. So, yeah, I think this should probably be maybe a Jonathan Taylor game here, Scott. But as far as total, what do you think about 44 here?
1: I think I have to lean to the under because I'm not sure how much the Colts are going to contribute. Defensively, the Colts are okay. I mean, they're not a great unit. They're not a terrible unit, but the Cowboys offense has been good, but I feel like it should be better. You know what I mean? Like they have so many weapons. It just feels like they have a lot of drives that stall out. Questionable play calling, Dak throwing untimely picks. I'm going to lean to the under. You said like a 27-10 type game. That's kind of what I see. I'm going to go with the under.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The under as well. Uh, Any player props you're looking at in this game?
1: Well, I think that if you are going to go with the Colts and you want to make a case, I think you're just better off taking Taylor. Because if Taylor's going to yeah. have a good game, they have a better chance of covering, obviously. But if he has a mm-hmm. bad game, I really don't know how they're supposed to move the ball. So yeah. t- Taylor, I'm interested in kind of. The running backs are confusing for Dallas because Elliott was great on Thanksgiving. But of course, he still have power getting touches. Yeah. you think Lamb is a good game in this one or no?
0: Lamb has been one of those wide receivers I've been backing uh, as far as his longest comp- uh, longest reception. And uh, when we talk about downfield threats, I just feel like Dak and CeeDee Lamb have that connection because the stats are backing it up and also the eye test because he is the one that gets the shots down the field. But I think he should have a big game. I'm not sure. you think Gilmore's going to be lined up with CeeDee Lamb?
1: Uh, it's... Uh it it's tricky because the Colts pass defense has actually been okay but we saw yeah. Pickett actually look decent against this team. They also ran the ball well. Uh mm-hmm. I, I uh, it's really tough. I think Lambs should have a good game, but I'm not sure how good, you know? Like yeah, it, it's tough.
0: Now I'm trying to see what uh, Jonathan Taylor's rushing yards number is. Let's see. Uh, 75 and a half. I think that's doable.
1: I think it is, but I'm kind of curious if you think that line seems a bit sharp because it's not a matter of being doable, it's a matter of if I think there's a lot of value on it. That line does seem a little bit where it should be, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it seems like it. Um, that's I know, why I'm, I'm kind of staying away from actress-
1: lamb. I, I just think that line seems a little bit where it should be.
0: Yeah, um. I know his longest reception has been cashing. That number has usually been hovering around 24 and a half. So if you want to attack land props that way. Um, I, I, I think I do like the Jonathan Taylor rushing yards prop. Uh, you take I would maybe look we'll at
1: Gallup, points. by the way, for receiving yards. Because Gallup had a very good game on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, running backs versus... The Cowboys. Let's see here. I know Actually, the Cowboys Aaron are Jones. in the bottom
1: ten in like rushing yards allowed. Yeah. So they they've been getting torched defensively on the yeah, ground.
0: They've been giving up four and a half yards per carry. We saw the Packers running back group had a big night. Uh, Aaron Jones, twenty-four carries, hundred and thirty-eight yards. Uh, Dalvin Cook. I think he had that one long reception of or rush against him. I think it was that game, but 11 for 72 for Dalvin cook. And then Saquon Barkley last week was really limited against his team on Thanksgiving day. But um, yeah, I like Taylor uh, to get over his rushing yards. Anything else for this game, Scott? Uh, No, not really. All right. uh, Let's get into our log and. For schedule for week 13. So, Scott, why don't you lead us off, my man? What is your lock and dog for the afternoon schedule?
1: So for my lock, I'm going to go with the under in the Niners and Dolphins game. I think at the end of the day, there are a couple ways to cash this. Miami's offense, I think, is going to struggle, missing its two offensive tackles against this great defensive line. I think you're going to end up seeing the Niners potentially move the ball well, but it's going to take them a lot of time to move the ball because they don't generate many huge plays. And I think you'll end up seeing a pretty entertaining game where one, Miami might just fall off a cliff offensively. We might we might just see them struggle entirely, where we might see the Niners win, but it's going to be a classic Niners low 40s type game. I see like a 23-17 type final, but I think 46.5 sounds way too high to me, especially with yeah. the Niners getting some reinforcements back defensively. I like the mm-hmm. under as my lock, and the number's too high.
0: All right, so log for Scott, Dolphins, Niners under 46 and a half. Uh, what do you got for your dog for this week?
1: So my dog's a bit tricky, uh, but I am gonna ask you the Raiders are currently at Pick'em market what?
0: Uh over on win bet right now, it's at even uh okay. money on the money line. Or I think it'll be minus 110 since it's a pick'em.
1: I was gonna say pick'em would be. But minus 110, so I can't even yeah. get away with that. Yeah. I would have picked the Raiders, but I don't think I can get away with that. So, oh, alt line on
0: the Raiders then.
1: Uh, yeah, but I don't feel great about picking them. I just think the game's a coin flip. So I think the line deserves to be a pick em. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I don't think we have much of a choice. Other than- I was That's actually say, the only I, dog that we liked.
1: I thought about an alternative. I could have just taken C- – I could take Seattle minus 9.5. I I could get creative with this. Yeah. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to do that. Give me a Seattle minus a 9.5.
0: Okay. Just thinking it through, I don't think the Rams are going to move the ball in this game. Yeah, I mean, look, they haven't put up a lot of points at all over the past couple weeks. I mean, when you're missing Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, now you're missing even more weapons. Uh, you know, Alan Robinson's going to be out in this game. Um, uh, Cam Akers may not be able to go. He has He's dealing with an illness, so... It should just be an opportunity for Seattle to just go there and just smack this team at least by double digits, so I'm not going to argue that.
1: Yeah, but I had to think about it. I'd rather take the Seattle alternative, but I don't mind the Bengals, though. That line does seem extremely, extremely trappy.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, let's just start right there with my dog. I, the only That's the only dog I did like was the Bengals' uh, home underdog here. Currently over on WinBet, their price is, let's see, uh, Bengals are plus... Plus 115 on the money line. They are a two-point underdog uh, in this game. So I'll take the Bengals as my dog at plus 115. Um, and then for my lock, I think you both and I, you and I both love this total. Chargers, Raiders, over 49 and a half. I just think there's going to be a shootout between these two teams. Uh, Chargers, having Keenan Allen back obviously makes a difference. But those uh, other guys, DeAndre Carter, Joshua Palmer, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler, I think that's more than enough weapons. And like I mentioned, Justin Herbert has had plenty of success against this Raiders defense in his career. 13 touchdowns, only one interception. Um, And the Raiders, they've still been competitive, right? Last week, we saw them put up 34 points in regulation, finished up with 40 points in overtime. Uh, Devontae Adams should be out there. You know, he's... He was listed on the injury report, but he should be out there. Um, You know, Josh Jacobs is having a good season as well. He's the leading rusher in the entire football league. Um, And we know the Chargers defense has been able – has been giving up a lot of uh, rushing yards on the ground. So maybe see some play action, deep shots uh, taken by Derek Carr uh, in this game. So I just think I will see points in this game. So for my lock, Chargers Raiders over 49 and a half. And for my dog, uh, plus 115 on the Cincinnati Bengals money line. Yeah, I, I like those plays, too. All right, Scott, that's going to do it, man. NFL Week 13 is upon us. Hopefully we can catch some winners here for our listeners. But uh, anything else you want to mention and get off your chest before we get out of here, buddy?
1: Uh, not really. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Uh, besides that, of course, we did two episodes today for the NFL. So yeah. check out the propcast as well. And besides that, back once again next week.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, Hopefully, it's a great week of NFL betting. Hopefully, we can uh, all make money together. Like Scott said, NFL Gambling Podcast will be back, as usual, on Monday. Uh, We also have the Monday Night Football Pod as well, so definitely look out for that. And, of course, like Scott said, uh, the PropCast for the NFL Week 13 player props. Uh, And, again, check out all the pods that are happening on the network, whether that's NBA, whether that's hockey. Uh, I know MMA has an event this weekend. Golf uh, had a Uh, event this weekend, but they're going to start ramping it up for the new season. Uh, World Cup Gambling Podcast. Check out Malcolm and Barry, uh, the newest pod on the network. Uh, World Cup has been going on, so we've been cashing bets all around. So make sure to check out everything that's happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All right. That being said, we'll talk to you guys next week. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.